0: Hello, man.
1: Thomas in the building, kind of. What's up? So, well, what's you might thank you for your time and um, good to meet you over at the screen, I suppose. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Good to be here. Thanks for the invite. And uh, I'm excited to get chatting. Appreciate what you're doing with the podcast and everything.
1: Yeah, man. So I'll come across your work. I do a lot of YouTube hmm. watching. Yeah. and same, uh, same. You know you got your joey carb strings you got your earthling heads um and then you popped up so <laughs> you are definitely on some kind of algorithm there <laughs> saw on. what you were doing um i think i saw i saw a few of your videos and then i think i subscribed mm. i didn't see you again for a while but um and then in the last month or so i've kind of come across your videos again mm. dropped you a message a message on instagram and um yeah really like your work man respect what you're doing um First of all, mate, what what made you turn originally? I know it's a very typical first question, but what what was your journey like um, and when did it begin?
0: When did it begin? Um, So I think seven years ago in March there, March 7th. um, And it was pretty, it was nothing like exciting, um, but I was just browsing online on an application called Tumblr. I don't use it anymore, I don't know if it's still going. And it was, it was just like a feed of different things, quotes, pictures, videos, links, stuff like that. And um, there was this uh, set of pictures of, I'd never seen it before, but it was uh, cows in a slaughterhouse. Um, and it, it just obviously stuck out because that was the first time I sort of looked at imagery like that. And it had a link. And that link was to Gary Yarovsky's speech, the, the so-called best speech you'll ever hear and I was just curious, um, and I watched it. Uh, but I don't know if you've seen the speech. But within the first ten minutes, you know something really <laughs> serious is happening um, inside of your brain. Um, and yeah, it just—I just watched the whole thing in one go there and then. And um, before that speech, man, I'd never heard of the word vegan, so it was—it was really, really new to me. I know some people like it's in—it was in their periphery or whatever um this was seven years back so i don't know but for me i hadn't came across that notion before i'd never even really thought about not that they're the same at all because they're fundamentally not but they often get linked in together vegetarianism i'd never even really thought about that um and yeah i just everything he said man blew me away and i was like whatever this new whatever this thing is it's new to me but i want i want to be a part of this like i didn't realize that you could actually be alive without eating animals um because you're just you know it's so normalized you're brought up to eat what's put in front of you and very basic level of nutrition education in school and that it doesn't ever mention the concept of not eating um a plate with some derived you know what i mean animal product so that was it for me man um i seen that speech and it just I just said everything i needed to hear and you know it had the section towards the end of the, the footage of like slaughter slaughter and exploitation of different animals and then particularly with the dairy industry gary's saying that's like some of the most horrific things he's ever seen and, and heard and everything it was just so impactful he's such an impassioned articulate speaker and um yeah the combination of all that it was enough to make me uh want to change my mind and change How I was living my life, quite unconsciously in that in that area, you
1: know. So, I don't know. Did it happen fast or? Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, I I, I, I kind of came came down to you know fish, and then kind of uh introduced chicken again, and then I come back down to fish, Uh and then I just have dairy. I think mine was probably six to twelve months of of of, you know experimenting. But was yours quite fast, or was it just a? It was man. It it
0: was. Saying that is a little while ago, but as far back as I remember from, from the point that I was watching that speech, I was determined to just make the change as quickly as possible. And Gary does like based in America, but at the end, he does talk about substitutes and he shows you different brand products and different alternatives to use. So, um, I was aware that then there was these products to go out and look for. And then I just started looking for them in, in the stores and started picking them up and incorporating them into my diet pretty quickly but all in all i don't know i can't i can't really remember but i'd say i definitely stopped eating meat that day um and uh, yeah i'd like to think that i cut it all out pretty quickly thereafter um yeah. but yeah i was pretty determined to just completely ditch that lifestyle and and get with yeah. this this new thing of veganism that i'd never heard of before as fast as possible had you yeah. seen the speech yourself, or what was it for you?
1: I've seen it. I think it's the one in the classroom, isn't it? In mm. some kind of college or uni, yeah. Or yeah Georgia Tech, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's powerful, yeah. It is powerful.
0: And was that um, what got the ball rolling for you to start the transition then, or?
1: Yeah, yeah. It was just like a couple of things that kind of added up over over a year or two, uh-huh. um, and then the more you kind of discover and and you you start to think about things, and then something else happens, and it it kind of built up before I just thought, you know what, well, that I can't, I can't, I, I don't want nothing to do with that now. You know what I mean? It's yeah. uh, i I've, I've seen yeah. enough kind of thing and I've, I've, I've hit a, a few, um, what do you call it? Paradox. Mm-hmm. A few paradoxes where it's just like, I'm going to be, I can't, there's too much hypocrisy there. Yeah. 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 The dissonance. It's very real. Um, how long has it been for you? Is it been a while or since I've been vegan then? Yeah. yeah, just yeah. Since you made the switch, yeah. Yeah, it's man. Been...
0: About, it was about seven years there in March, um, just recently. Seven years,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I mean, it's five years for me. So roughly, roughly, kind of the same wow, wow, thing. Yeah. And and I've I've seen a massive change. Um, I've seen a massive change in people's attitudes. Obviously, there's more products out, in that. Um, mm. How do you think it's it's gone in that seven years? Do you think more <laughs> and more people have kind of clicked on?
0: Yeah, definitely, man. Veganism as an idea is definitely, um, mainstream. Now it's definitely here to stay. Everyone kind of knows of it, even if the perception of it they have isn't accurate, they still have some perception of it to a degree, which is evident of the, the impact it's had on society, the consciousness of society, I suppose. But, um, it's funny cause in Northern Ireland, um, all the vegan goods took a little bit longer to come over here as the mainland UK. Um, like mm. I was following, um, you know, some vegan news pages and information pages and that, and they were talking about all these new launches of products <laughs> and uh, they just weren't coming here for a couple of years, but m- for the most part now, um, we have pretty much the same, same options as you guys. There's yeah. probably, there's probably a lot more, uh, like takeout options over there, and even just food-blown restaurants mm. that are vegan and everything. Um, we yeah. still have some some distance to go over here in that respect, but uh, yeah, man, the attitude has definitely changed. Um, mm. You know, from asking people in terms of activism and outreach. Just years ago, had you heard of veganism? It would, you know, most people hadn't. They didn't know what it was. You still do get the odd person, but generally, um, people know um, mm. a lot more now. Um, in general, than they did even a few years back, and I think uh, I think that is accelerating. Just with you know younger people growing up and finding their way onto social media and technology and information spreading, um, it's it's definitely yeah. getting out there. So it's great yeah. in that respect, but it's yeah, it's a double edged yeah. sword, you know. Because I feel like people, definitely. for me, I feel lucky that I seen Gary's speech and that was the first introduction to it because it wasn't like I came across this message in little bits of information and had to piece it together. So if a person comes to veganism in that way, they might hear a little bit about it and then feel that it's, you know, they can debunk that simply by saying, oh, well, what about this or what about that? And they haven't got the whole jigsaw. Um, so I feel really fortunate that I kind of heard the entirety of the ethical message because Gary talks about so much, covers so much in that short um, period of time, that he pretty much debunks like, so many arguments throughout the whole speech, and it just it just left me without um, any no option. necessity to raise a defense or to oppose the idea. So I think it's really important yeah. how someone comes into that message and um, how open they are, obviously, open-minded and um, to, to question things in, in that respect. Yeah.
1: yeah, I haven't seen much of um, Gary Yarovsky. Other than that, really, I, I I don't know why he hasn't popped up more on uh-huh. on the on you know on the YouTube feed or or anything like that. Um, <laughs> well, I he's have um... a couple of his speeches, man, and he's he's good with his words, man. He's powerful. He's
0: he's pretty much retired now. Um, you know that piece that speech was like his his greatest work, no doubt. And he's done other mm. thought pieces and interviews with other people he popped up again during covid and did a few um did a few audio bites which were really funny he kept ending every every piece with like shut the fuck up wake the fuck up and go vegan you know he's very he's very like hard line has no time this is this is kind of why he's retired from activism because he just doesn't have time for people anymore he's been doing it for so long and he's Mm. heard all the BS a million times a million and one ways and he's just he's just grown tired of it and I can completely understand yeah. that. Um
1: yeah. Someone said not long ago that it every argument's the same, it's repetitive. But there's nothing else. There's there's no there's that is the the main points that are brought up. And it's gonna it's gonna be repeated and repeated until finally um <laughs> more and more people pick it up because there's mm. no need to talk about anything else. It, it's yeah. so obvious you know what I mean and in terms of um activism obviously turning vegan is easy Mm. in the west Mm. for me you and me I can tell that you it's it's no trouble at all I don't even think about it yeah Um, you turned overnight from from one speech it's easy Mm. um but something that isn't easy is activism um it's something that hasn't even entered my head to be honest Mm. um Mm. within the five years so how long after turning did you make the decision to to start street activism
0: um i'm trying to think now because i think it was just by fate really so if it was in march there is a vegan festival that happens in belfast in april um and i'm pretty sure it was that very year like the next month that i um went to the local vegan festival i didn't know of it and i was just sort of searching online and i think the by the fortune of algorithms i came across this um this event this belfast vegan festival um by far place animal rescue which are a great organization they do those um vegan festivals all over the uk you've probably heard of them or been to one maybe perhaps but mm-hmm. um yeah so i went to that and uh was really excited never been to anything like that before never knew what it was going to be like and there's just lots of stalls about different things different campaigns food um different things are sort of tied in uh because Veganism invites other elements like well-being and health and, and environment and stuff like that though those things are obviously fundamentally removed and um, it's just by association which which I understand it does sort of muddy the water sometimes but I went to that festival um, and I heard a couple of speeches, um, a couple of people talking and I linked in with one of the guys giving a talk and uh, from there it, it just kind of happened organically, stayed in touch um, he was already on to doing things, uh, doing, doing a type of activism. They, they had actually started a DXE group in Northern Ireland, um, and it kind of came and went before I got in on it. But then we just started to do um, like small-scale events. I think the first things we were doing in Belfast was the Earthlings experience, which is very similar to uh, Anonymous for the Voiceless Cube of Truth. But our things, it's, it's pretty much just like you have the masks, you have the people showing the footage, um, you know, holding the screens. And then the other part of it is the outreachers who will engage with members of the public who stop because it, it draws in attention and provokes curiosity. Um, actually saying that, one of, the first, one of the first actions, I think maybe the first action that I did was a speak out outside um, a Tesco supermarket, um, which was kind of it always is nerve wracking activism. I'll not lie, it always is quite nerve wracking, at least before you start, anyway. Um, but doing the speak out itself was quite empowering. Like it felt powerful to be public with your voice and speak up for others. Like there's just something fundamentally about that. You recognize there's an injustice being committed, they can't even speak out about it. I will take some of that responsibility to say something publicly um that's quite a powerful feeling you know you're you're Mm -hmm. saying something that isn't really socially accepted that that makes people stop and think it kind of shakes people up you know they're not really thinking about these things day to day and yeah so from there we started to do different things Then i quickly got involved with um showing slaughterhouse footage and Fun fact: I actually brought Anonymous for the Voiceless to Ireland. Um, me and me and a friend. Oh, really? Yeah, me and a friend were were talking about the idea because we were pretty much doing cubes without the name, without the AV name. And I think AV reached out and said that like you can't really do that if if it's our style and and everything like that. So we had a chat about it, and um, yeah, the general reception in the group was like, I don't know, maybe not. But I pushed for it, and. Um, we adopted it and yeah, I love that style of activism and that's pretty much an uh, adaptation of that, that what I do now. And I just think it's great. It's so powerful because you're literally showing standard legal practice that happens in farms and slaughterhouses, which it speaks for itself. It's pretty crazy, hardcore stuff and it's enough to make people stop within five minutes of setting up. Someone has stopped, you know, that's how powerful it is. Um, yeah. yeah and yeah from there we did different things we did a bit of vr virtual reality headsets um we did some food stall stuff which was fun it attracts a different crowd though and it's a bit harder to have the conversation of ethics um around food at least in the street setting anyway because people it's a different crowd of people that kind of stop people that are more interested in health and just want to chat about diet Mm. um you know Mm. in that sense and uh done a few school talks as well. different things but yeah at this point man um i'm still rolling with the with the method of showing the slaughter footage and um outreaching people like that and i just find that that works best for me and it's um i think it's as i don't know it's 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 as upfront as it gets you know what i mean you're confronting yeah. an inconvenient reality um and you're asking people to give input on that and pretty much trying to guide them to an understanding that they actually do hold values um, that are the same Mm -hmm. as yours, that aren't in alignment with these things. But it it obviously just provokes Mm -hmm. the um, quite often like defensive mechanisms of the mind and cultural norms and biases. Um, Yeah, it's tricky territory for sure. You know, a lot of people think you're Mm -hmm. attacking them verbally that you're just out to judge that you think it's about making a statement that you're better than everybody else all these myths and misconceptions and and even from posting my content on social media people are so quick to rush in um and assume they know where you're coming from they know what your position is they know what your train of thought is Mm -hmm. and assume assume so much man i mean I'm really big into communication anyway, but uh, there's a saying about assumption, never assume because it makes an ass out of you and I, and I, I think that's really cool, but mm. just seek yeah. clarification um, before you jump to conclusions, and then, do you know what I mean? It's just, it's just a more intelligent yeah. way to approach things, I think. But, well,
1: that's, that's why I've got respect for people who, who say, you know, I respect what you're doing, but... Even though they say but, they still understand why you're doing it and they still partly agree. Mm, um, mm. But then you've got the other side where people react in a certain way and I'm sure you've come across it, which leads me to the next question. 95% of people are not vegan. Uh-huh. What what percentage okay. of people would you say that you speak to that actually agree with the vegan message?
0: What percentage of people? Um I mean,
1: so I can imagine there's a few. You get a few idiots who will come up and start saying stuff, and that's know, and that's usually young on.
0: kids. To be honest, it's rare that you get an adult um, that will behave like that and speak like that, though some some do, um, yeah, for sure. But uh, in terms of percentage of people that would agree with the message, it's an interesting question because I I do believe that people do have. Uh, vegan values subconsciously at least anyway uh, non-violence respect for others moral decency treating others like how you want to be treated these are all things that align with the moral philosophy of veganism but it's just the the social conditioning that people have that's you know that blinds them to that and, and makes it a struggle for them to to actually tune into those those values that they have but so, so in one sense like i feel like the majority of people but in, in the mm. realm of like the human ego, uh, people are very quick to to disagree. But I mean, I'm, I'm speaking very generally there when it comes to my individual approach and my individual experiences that I have one-to-one with people. Actually, man, most people are pretty agreeable and pretty... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like they warm up to the idea. I, I try to be like... I try to set a tone where it's, like, mutually respectful, at least. Um, Mm. You know, I'm not going in there um, trying to give people a hard time or trying to make people feel like a terrible person, Um, you know, because, like, me, my entire life, like, for a long time, I was funding these things. And, Mm. you know, I didn't – I wasn't really aware. Like, I wasn't aware at all, honestly. Um mm. but I felt terrible about it when I learned about it. Um you know that, that's kind of the thing that like made me change. I felt so bad about what I had been paying for. Um and I just I just think you know if you're gonna if you become aware of these things and you're then gonna choose to continue to pay for it, like that definitely does say something about you as a person. And I think it's yeah. like, as a whole entire person, you know, there's a distinction to be made there. It's like, it's your, it's, it's, it's your actions that I have a problem with, not necessarily you as a person, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I, I think your actions are wrong. Um, and I think your actions, um, deserve to be at the very least, um, critiqued. Um, you know, we should, ch- we should mm-hmm. always challenge things that are, that are wrong and that, it's a clear injustice so yeah there's there's a lot of nuance and there's a lot of um distinction to be made but uh it's interesting yeah man generally i try to approach people with with like warmth and uh curiosity i'm coming at them curious as to where they are in response Mm -hmm. to what they've just seen you know i ask them questions that's that's pretty much it i just show up and ask questions and Mm -hmm. see where they're at try and
1: bridge those gaps and try and um well yeah i mean i i saw your videos and they caught my attention uh, mm. you're obviously a likable person you're mm. a likable chap and it's hard to get angry with someone who's quite <laughs> reasonable you know what i mean yeah so that's a valid you've got point, these people who, uh, you know you've got these people who hold up the traffic and super glue themselves <laughs> to uh balls <laughs> and whatever else um, i mean this is where the this is where the, the the stigma comes from isn't it um but i think you know, if you have got people like yourself who are, um, you know, down to earth, and you, you kind of not, like you say, attacking their them as a person, you are just kind of getting them to question their own uh, beliefs and where they align and whatnot. I think it's hard, It's kind of hard to to get angry with with someone like yourself.
0: Yeah, you know I mean? yeah. It's interesting you say that, man. Um, the reason I was laughing is because the other type of protest. Um, I'm trying to think, I fully. Um, Support that, and I fully respect that, and I fully understand the the thought process behind that. It's not something that I'm personally, and to be honest, I feel a bit bad about this. It's not something I personally feel comfortable with. The act of doing that, no one is comfortable with, and I get that. But they feel that that is so urgent that um, it's it, it like I kind of do the same thing in a different way. I approach it in a different uh, sort of energy, and um, you have to disrupt social norms you know people will not question anything if they think something is acceptable so what they're doing Mm. fundamentally 99.9 percent of society thinks is unacceptable you know but they're completely disrupting social norms someone once said to me like you have to take people off their tea break you have to make them um set up and take notice and it's it's complicated because It depends where a person is at mentally and their level of emotional maturity and stuff if people are just going to emotionally react and not calm down and take a minute to think about why someone would put themselves in arguably harm's way risk their own freedom go to jail you know go to that length to disrupt society and like piss people off a lot of people think it's just like these people are privileged these people have all the freedoms in the world they don't have a job um they're just doing that because they live in this bubble and they think they're better than everybody else, but it's like, I've been out in those types of protests as well, um, and I've I've done a bit of that. It's just it's a completely different ball game, but um, yeah, I mean, I disrupt mm. social norms in a different way, but it's, I don't know, you can make an argument for and against in both senses, but generally because that's on a wider scale and involves a lot more people, um, mm. it's more disruptive in that sense. Uh, it's maybe more direct. You know, there's a lot of people who don't stop and talk to me. Um, I'm only one person mm-hmm. with one screen. So, you know, if like for the cubes of truth, when there was a lot more of us and a lot more screens, a lot more people stop. But um, yeah, I'm pretty content with my method and how I'm moving at the minute and it just works for me. I mean, I love the cube and everything, but there's a lot more of a dynamic there with other people that you have mm-hmm. to t- give a lot more time and energy to. And it can sometimes take away from, what you hope to achieve in that session, you know,
1: I I reckon, um, as well with with your approach, you you kind of, um, restore your faith in humanity, I suppose, to a certain degree, because you, you're listening to people and you're asking them. And like you said, me and you know that 95% of people are good people. Mm -hmm. And when you talk to them and you kind of listen and they, you know, they don't shout things and they're not abusive and they talk about it and then kind of agree, you kind of, you know, you, you, you understand that most people are fine, you know what I mean? That the mm. you understand that these people have got a heart. You, mm. you don't feel kind of isolated anymore, I suppose. Um, even though they still don't obviously um line up with what they believe in. Yeah. Um, one thing I do respect though is the it's the patience that you people have got. Um I mean, you you you're gonna have a few idiots, aren't you? And I saw one earlier with the with a woman and she oh she slapped your screen, didn't she? Um, <laughs> oh, man. And to be honest, th- that wound me up as well as the the farmer because the, the f- farmer's come past and he said, oh, this is normal. Uh-huh. And the way, which is fair enough, whatever, if you think that's normal, carry on. But then he turned around and he gave you this look. Oh, that and guy, yeah, think, yeah. Oh, man. And what he actually said was, this is bullshit. I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not exactly a, an angry person, really. Mm. You know what I mean? Everyone can get angry. Of course, but- of course. I don't, I don't think I could do it, man. I think I'd have to... I'd, I'd end up getting myself into trouble and doing things I regret, man, because, mm. I mean, that woman with the slap, I mean, what...
0: You know what's interesting, though, about her? This was out of shot, so it, it can't be seen from the video, but um, oh yeah, she was actually standing there for quite a while before she moved in on that. There's, like, a wider screen version of that, and you can see that she was... St- I didn't know she was there because I was speaking to someone over there, but... Um, She, when I watched the footage back, she was standing there for a few minutes and then she just decided to go in. Um, and that is so rare, man. Like I've been doing street outreach with slaughterhouse footage for years and years and years, pretty much minus COVID, um, since I went vegan, not long after. And that's the first time ever someone has been like physically aggressive and triggered so bad like that. So that is incredibly rare. Um, yeah. The farmer, on the other hand, yeah, what? just to clarify, what he actually said was, um, I think this is bullshit. So he obviously just didn't like the fact that we were exposing that part of the process that people don't see and is deliberately hidden from them. Um, and of course, he's going to be biased because he's a player in that industry and his livelihood depends on it. So he's going to try and make out like that isn't accurate when really this is standard and legal. And that's exactly what he's involved in. Uh, yeah. it's going like, to, what type of farmer whose livelihood is based on that is going to say, yeah, like this is, this is accurate. You know, they'll always try and say it's like the worst case scenarios or, or whatever, but all that stuff's quite interesting at the minute. Cause I'm reading more on what happens in slaughterhouses and standard legal practices and how, how there's so much corruption there. Like, I don't know if you know this, but, um, you know, like the red tractor mm. and stuff that seal of approval. Oh, and, yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. they're set up by the National Farmers Union, so it's the huh. people who do these things to the animals that set up this false. Um, do you know what I mean? Like certificate of approval that they, they, they're doing it. They're doing it's it's just total deception. You know, it's like you setting up a new company, but also setting up some like pseudo certification certification of like uh, quality. You're behind that as well, and you're giving yourself the seat of approval, though pretending it's like a different entity altogether. That's essentially what all those labels are. You know, so they back themselves. It's not unbiased. <laughs> so it's an absolute yeah. joke, the amount of stuff. Like even me myself, man, I was um I was on a pig farm in Northern Ireland and this was like a red tractor approved, family run farm and and so on, all mm. these all this nonsense around it. But we seen pigs cannibalizing each other and we have seen dead piglets with blood stains out of their mouths from being blunt force trauma to kill them and red tractor apparently came in and said like you know there's no welfare violations that there's no standards there that we have an issue with and they did remove this certification mm. for like two weeks maybe and then gave them it back but they're all in bed with each other do you know what i mean oh yeah,
1: yeah and yeah. and as the as farmers the RSPCA, like totally what not the rsp allow and um macerating I live chicks it for, you know, RSPCA, but you look into what it stands for royal you know, society Protection for the animals. prevention of
0: Cruelty to animals and they they uh, sign yeah. off on um macerating dale chicks putting chicks in a blender RSPCA approved it's so insane it's incredible it's so insane that yeah. unreal
1: um we um we, we actually res- rescued two dogs um last uh, year wow um, to, there were, there were two dogs in um, locked in like a factory pen uh, outside of a factory, like the the grounds of a factory, and uh, I mean they were being fed, mm. uh, and they had a little bit of a bed. But on the day that we rescued them, the um, the bed was just a uh, hair head covered piece of sponge that was soaking wet, and it was it was it was raining that day, and uh, the missus rang me and just um, she, she was crying, she said these dogs are still here because they were there in the summer. Uh, I thought, oh, they're just, they're just out for the summer, maybe in the winter, you know, they'll, they'll get them in. Um, they left them outside in the autumn. Um, we rang the RSPCA on a Sunday. It was tipping down with rain. And I said, look, I've, I've seen these dogs now for three months. If you don't come and get them, I'm going to break in and get them myself. Um, and they said, you've reported it before to the council, which I did, and they said they've got shelter and they're obviously fed. Um, they had all the, the, the red um infection yeah Uh, what's it called well Uh,
0: it could be lacerations it could just be sores from pressure so yeah uh, yeah
1: my harsh environments you you know if you're going to do anything about it and they said we've we've already looked into it so i posted the video online um and luckily people got in touch with me and then we went in broke the fence um a lot of people was like you know you've got to be careful I, i don't care about the law when it comes to yeah, man. Uh, yeah. Crawl, yeah. you know what i mean and, and we got the dogs out and now they're living happily wow. happy lives like that's and, um, amazing that's so yeah brilliant. it was bad enough to make my missus cry you know what i mean so she was crying um there was tipping down with rain and the dogs were just 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 whining you know what i mean and um and that just goes to show what 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 is like you know standard and legal yeah are. like
0: i i had a similar experience and that's basically the feedback i got as well as long as they have shelter and they're being fed you treat yeah. them whatever way you want basically i mean they didn't say that but that's what they're really saying behind those words um it's fucking disgraceful man absolutely disgraceful it's all a sham so much so much in society is but yeah when yeah when others are involved and, yeah. you know what i mean they're being exploited and suffering like that like you have to do something
1: mm. Crazy. But i can imagine that um yourself not being a hippie and your stereotypical uh, <laughs> vegan and what people think what people think that a vegan should be mm. uh, i bet you you know you're similar to me in, in that sense um how have you found it with the switch um friends and family what how did they first kind of um react to the fact that you don't eat flesh anymore i was
0: you know man i i look back and i think i was incredibly naive like I genuinely thought that I'd uncovered something that was so sick and so messed up that when I showed it Mm. to other people, like they just, they'd be just as willing to get on board with it and just as ready to change as I was. And I was so wrong, man, (laughs) I was so wrong. And it was horrible. Um, like point, I mean, virtually no one in my, I say my past life, like before I was vegan, uh, no one in that life is, Is vegan that i know of maybe maybe a few people i'm not sure but um it was horrible man you know telling people what happens and just like uh, yeah so i i uh i used to have facebook back then and um i just started posting about it just started posting about like stuff that happens and surprising man um you know some of my closest friends be like the first to challenge me on it and i guess I guess that's going to be the way it is because they're my closest friends. But just, I don't know how you feel about this idea, but it's like you don't really know a person until you expose them to the vegan message and see how they react. Do you know what I mean? Because there's so much wrong with that. And it just says a lot on how they respond. Do you know what I mean? How, How decent a person is or whatever. And people will have their defenses and i'm all here for it like let me hear it i'll happily break them down one by one and go through it
1: i'm I'm open to 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 change it totally totally but people
0: just argue with me get in really heated arguments with close um like family and friends and uh i don't know man like it, it it you have to you have to choose your circle wisely i mean you have to choose the people that are in your life and um for better or worse man like uh i don't get down with like any of those people anymore do you know what I mean I keep my distance respectfully and I think it's just been it's better for me I'm happier in my life than I've ever been with the choices that I've made and people I surround myself with and and how I move but uh it sucks it sucks that you have to leave people like that behind like some of my closest friends I had at length just arguing back and forth and when I say arguing I don't I don't mean like shouting at each other a lot of it's over social media but it's like, you know, they'll say a piece. I'll go through that, show them why I disagree and why that isn't the most logical conclusion to draw. Here's another point of view. Have you considered this? But just always met with resistance and dissonance and just constantly deflecting from accountability um, and, mm-hmm. and changing the subject to the next argument and to the next argument and never really getting to the core. Never looking in the mirror. Do you know what I mean? I'm just trying to hold up a mirror to say like, this is what you're paying for. Like, how do you feel about that as a person? Do you stand by, do you stand by that? But, um, yeah, so it sucked,
1: man. It's not not black and white uh, for me. Like, um, there's no ifs and buts, you know, if, if I see something, I'm never going to unsee that, you know what I mean? And Mm. I think it takes that kind of person to, to, to see it as black and white. It's like, if that is that, Mm -hmm. then I don't want anything to do with it. Um, and then you've got the excuses, and when you mentioned that you you know you go down different paths with different arguments, mm. I'll bet you any money that you've gone down this path and then that path and then that path. And then the last thing that was said was, I don't care, I love meat, and you won't change my mind. Something very that's what it boils down to. Something very similar, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, what what kind of negativity have you had from friends? Uh I mean I find it fascinating because I've mentioned it a few times where, you know, if, if one of my friends did, didn't like, uh, beer now, this, this might not have been the case when I was 17, mm. but if someone didn't like beer and they were drinking wine, I wouldn't feel the need to make fun of that person because they don't drink beer. Yeah. Even though I love beer. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah.
1: what, why is it that if you don't eat meat, they will, You know, I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. mean. It's a,
0: it's a defense mechanism. Ultimately it's like, you've probably experienced it yourself where from time to time I will be in environments with family or friends that I don't really spend time with just passing through by circumstance or whatever. And, or even, even in a work environment, whatever it is. Um, as soon as people know you're vegan, um, they become very aware that you live in a, in, in my head, it's not a very different way of life at all. You're just literally picking up other things and you're just acting <laughs> on your values. Yeah. It's really not that different, but in their head, it's very, very different. Like it's, it can you know what I mean? It's very different. They become aware of that and their brain starts going and they're wondering to themselves, like that person doesn't like do this and they don't eat meat. And like, and so I think fundamentally people do know at a level like veganism is, is better at least in terms of mo- morality. It, it, like if you have a choice to kill or not to kill, not killing is better. And on, on a very basic level, most people do know that. And so they start feeling the need to have to explain themselves or the need to ask you questions to try and find a weakness in your position or um, just the need to explain, you know, the classic like, oh, well, I only eat a little bit of meat. Or, do you know what I mean? I don't eat pork and, and all of this. And it's just trying to rationalize something that's fundamentally irrational. And they wouldn't yeah. be trying to do that if they really thought that it um, that their way of life and their values were rational. So the fact that they, yeah. they have to bring it up and ask these questions and, and all this def- with defense mechanisms, subconsciously, deep, deep down, people like that, um, I think they know and they're just trying to find a bit of peace in their own soul about it but
1: yeah it's just self-projection isn't it like outside of veganism mm. uh growing up you realize how much people self-project <laughs> their problems onto you and i think uh, it ties in well with uh with that as well um it must be because it just makes no sense to me as to why uh my dietary choices would be at the forefront of people's minds yeah you know I mean? and even that uh, they it feel
0: just... inappropriate appropriate to discuss you know what you know you what's know, um what's worse than that. And it's just downright rude when people will bring it up in an environment with many other people. Like they'll basically put you in the spotlight and like mm. try and get you to have to publicly defend your, your choices. And it's just like, <laughs> I would never do that to someone. You know what I mean? I would never, uh-huh. I would never do that. There's a time and a place and yeah. there's an environment for that, but I yeah. don't know, man.
1: And funnily enough, um, there's a very good one and it's called, uh, a podcast with two microphones where people are going to listen to it. And then when I put that idea forward, they go back in the shell. I'm like, come on, let's have a chat. You know what I mean? Let's, let's make it live. Let's, yeah, um, yeah. Let's um, let people hear I'll both send it, sides. I'll turn it into a Facebook advert for everyone to see. Come on, let's have it. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, it, never, it, never, it never comes to light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, what about family? What about your family? Um Who are your family and, and what, what's their kind of views on it all?
0: I mean... I've tried with every individual member of my immediate family. I've told them facts, tried to show them um, footage, uh, explained in a very like non-confrontational way. <sighs> I don't know, man. None of them are vegan, I'll tell you that. Uh, but with family, it's like different. I mean, it is and it isn't, but it's different just by the degree that they are your actual family. And mm. you can only push them so... I don't even like to use that language, like sounding like the aggressor, like you can only push them so hard or push them so far. You can only try and lead them in that direction to such a degree before you realize that it's um, it's fruitless. Like there's nothing good that will come of that. And I've, to- I've, I've did that. I've took it to that degree where it's quite clear that it's a dead end. Um. So I've went through periods of like, fallen in and out of love with my family because of that. Um but at this point in my life, like I think the mature thing for me and I don't know man, you know, I can say this right now and my feelings might change in this next week or whatever. So everything is always in a in a state of analysis and and and, and motion. But um your family are your family. Do you know what I mean? I hate what they fund and I hate what they pay for. Um, and I wish it wasn't so and I wish they would listen and I wish they would do the decent thing and, and bear witness to the consequences of their their ignorance and their actions um, but I've really tried and it's it's not going to happen so I just kind of keep them around from time to time and I visit my folks from time to time but it's always it's always one mm-hmm. of those things that I'm conscious of you know like this kind of sucks but I mean, you can only do what you can only do. You can only try hard to help people understand, and when they don't, um, you know. But my, yeah. my family is honestly like that one exception in my life where uh, most most other people like just cut them out. Because um, for me, it's all about well being. You know, like it mm-hmm. is. It is not preferable for me to keep people in my life that um upset me so much. Do you know what I mean? Their actions upset yeah. me so much. So. I feel
1: like you've got a purpose now. Um, say that again? You know, you've got Do you feel like you've got a purpose now since you've been doing the, the activism kind of thing compared to before?
0: <laughs> yeah, purpose man, it's to, it's, it's a and... mm, definitely, definitely like a deeper sense of purpose, you know. I mean like I used to do community work with uh people with dementia and I used to work with kids um and people in assisted living settings and, and hospitals and stuff and um that that gave me a sense of purpose you know i felt like i was really serving people um where it was it was very right. much needed um but then the animals are just um they're vulnerable in in similar ways they uh need others to help them in similar ways but it's not like a competition and who needs the most help but objectively speaking um i don't think any situation is more urgent than the situation of the animals like living yeah. in Filth and pain and suffering, neglect being abused on the daily, um, and just slaughter is imminent, you know what I mean? Um, mm. it's just yeah. horrific. And Some
1: people will argue, some people will say, you know, oh, why, why are you trying to save animals when there's people in trouble? And you're like, well, if you ever gave to charity, yeah, well, why didn't you give to a children's charity? You know what I
0: mean? Why,
1: yeah, why what, yeah, and it's anything, can't you? So, because yeah. they've got a voice for us, I mean, there's a lot of people who are who. Uh, Uh, you know they they, they're standing up for you know things that go on with uh, with humans and Mm, and, mm, for sure yeah but the point is that the animals haven't got a voice they haven't got yeah anyone and very little people represent
0: animals and they're yeah they're like victims Mm. without a voice and as gary roski said they're the world's most forgotten victims they're invisible they practically don't exist in people's minds so in a very real way they are really invisible People don't, people don't even respect animals enough to even consider them victims. And some people will mock you when you try and explain objectively the way they're treated, what happens to them because it's unnecessary. It's complete victimization of another. And uh,
1: Yeah, just because they're lucky enough to be born into a human body and not putting themselves in the victim's shoes, you know what I mean?
0: And you know what yeah, you're saying there the about uh, human rights, like what do you do for humans and stuff? how many of those people that, that throw that criticism at you are actually human rights activists Are actually doing anything for humans themselves? <laughs> Honestly, man, ask people that when they, when they throw that at you. And these people yeah. aren't um doing, they're not doing this. You know what I mean? They're not doing this like we're doing this. They're not actually active for human beings. And it's not necessarily because you're advocating for animals that you, don't have compassion for human suffering like that's insane that's such an insane thing to say suffering is suffering and mm. it doesn't matter um who it is it just so happens that objectively speaking the last time i checked we weren't uh we weren't exploiting <laughs> abusing and slaughtering humans on the scale that we are doing this to animals we're talking about hundreds mm. of millions every single day on this planet hundreds of millions millions of sentient mm. individuals every day on this planet
1: do you know what i mean yeah we're talking we talk about 95 percent of people oppressing aren't we rather than yeah yeah 0. like 5 or whatever you want to call it when has
0: that ever happened in human history it, it hasn't do you know mm. what i mean it just hasn't and hopefully it never will um yeah but uh yeah you can you can still um even even that small percentage of people that maybe make that claim and do human rights activism well if you understand that injustice towards humans is wrong follow through and include animals in your circle of compassion do you know what i mean yeah. like why why would you say that they're not worthy of moral consideration when they can suffer like us it, 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 that position just falls apart when you start asking those questions you know it doesn't make if, sense
1: if i could if i could not eat a burger to save a human i would fact you know what i mean yeah so i mean but i'll start with that to say you know what i mean it's yeah that's that's like, it it's so easy
0: it's so easy to do
1: yeah he's, he's... Yeah, you haven't got to wake up and swim the, cham- the channel, have you? You just got to. It's so crazy, swim man! Swim it's so swim. crazy. Um, mate, going back onto activism, just before we leave it, um, rather than talk about the woman who slapped your screen and the farmer who <laughs> made certain comments, what what what's like a positive um, outcome that you, you that you can recall from um, you know changing someone's mind or mm. has anyone got emotional and kind of changed on the spot or anything? I like mean.
0: That? So I had taken a bit of a hiatus there before I resurfaced and uh, I had just wanted to reevaluate my approach to activism and I came back Mm -hmm. with like a game plan which is something that I never had before Um, but since I've came back I've been very methodical about it and I found that method to be quite um, effective just keeping to a certain line of questioning and keeping it in a certain arena uh, in terms of subject matter Um, it's really effective and it's very you can have very quick conversations with people and get them to get to the Mm. point immediately which is which is awesome to see because in the past i would have gave people too much time and went off in so many tangents and stuff like that and never really got to the heart of the matter but when you have a game plan and i just want to say that's really important for people that that do activism and want to do activism like you know in terms of what you're saying about maybe not having the patience and maybe other people just not feeling um able to do it it's like anything you train for it, prepare for it and show up and, and put mm. in the effort. Like you, you will surprise yourself. But um, I don't know, man. Like I had a girl, um, she was with a friend and I was actually talking to her friend more than her, but then I, I turned to her and sort of asked her about it. And she was just as agreeable as her friend and just as quickly to, to tell me that it wasn't okay at all. But she was pretty upset. Like she was getting pretty teary eyed. And I think I said that in the video. Um, one of the last reels i put out was um of a guy who told who gave me a hug at the end and said like thank you for he said you've really changed my life and um you know i just feel grateful to be like a like a vessel for the message do you know what I mean i really just see myself as a messenger i'm not doing anything like uh i'm really not doing anything unusual like i get that veganism is is a little bit unusual, and activism is even less preferable as a way to spend your time. Um, so when you, when you sort of overlook those things, and you're in that realm, um, I'm just showing up and, like, asking questions. You know, that, that's all mm. it really boils down to. But, yeah, I'm, it's surprising, you know, because you see a lot of the bigger dudes having um, lengthy, heated debates and, and stuff like that, and it can go on for quite a bit, and I don't seem to attract those types of people. I don't know what it is, but, um, most people I speak to are pretty, pretty like respecting. Um, and, yeah. and will be honest. I think if, uh, if a person is willing to be honest with you, you know, you're on to like an interesting conversation and there's hope that they will maybe, um, mm-hmm. become more accountable for, for their actions and their choices. But, uh,
1: and another reason for that might be just the fact that they pick out the, um, you know, the more, the more, um, lengthy uh, people who go against it you know what i mean so mm-hmm. to, to to in order to get views they might just yeah that is a game in
0: there. and of itself mm-hmm. yeah it's a strategy for yeah, social yeah, media yeah. and stuff like that i haven't quite <laughs> um i think about that from time to time and i haven't quite came up with a formula um mm-hmm. but that is something that i'm learning about as i continue to to put out content and stuff it's probably yeah. uh it's probably my it's not something i really enjoy because i don't like the fact that social media and YouTube it kind of is like a game that you have to play like you have to you know the whole idea now with reels and YouTube shorts and the attention span being so so Mm. short and everything um you have to come up with something that's really like attention grabbing and has a sense of urgency and has a sense of controversy and yeah I hate clickbait like I hate clicking on something that's not what it looked like and to a degree you kind of have to use elements of that to make it, you know, to generate interest and, and to, to garner views. But for me, it's just about being a voice for animals. I don't really care about like how well the video yeah. goes or, or whatever in that sense. But I mean, I mean, I do care how, how many people it reaches in that. And as I say, I'm, mm-hmm. I I like to think that I'm sharpening up and I'm learning a little bit more every time I make an edit or a thumbnail uh, and stuff like that. But it's not my, yeah. I don't really enjoy playing that aspect of the game, you
1: know? No. Nah, yeah, I know. I understand. Yeah. Matt, like you wanted to touch on community.
0: Yeah, I think community is really important. Um, you know,
1: in, how would you say in, in community in terms of the, the, the people around you now compared to seven years ago or,
0: um, just generally speaking, if you're active in a cause, you know, it's, there's a saying that like no, no individual is an island. So you need a sense of others and you need people like even you and me right now, this is a, a little micro community, sharing ideas, mm-hmm. um, hearing someone else's perspective, someone else um just being there for you, like validating your your feelings and your thoughts and, and vice versa. Um it's yeah. it's really, really important for longevity. And um yeah, like like the vegan movement is a community, you know, there's so many people vegan there's so many people doing activism doing so many different varieties of activism um and there's so much support there if you tap into it and if you communicate with others and reach out i've i've met some really awesome people um and i you know what i mean i sort of i follow people that inspire me you know that's that's a big one as well in terms of community like spend time around people who uplift you and inspire you and you know what i mean um so
1: Now, it's interesting about the uh, longevity thing because have you seen the, the blue zones and there's an uh-huh. argument whether they live the longest because yeah, yeah. they eat more fish or because they limit like, red meat or yeah. they have red wine or olive oil. Uh-huh. Uh, one of the things is a close-knit community. and Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Now, Strong social it, ties. You know, for for mental health, Big for time. longevity, for, for general well-being, uh-huh. uh, to have a community around you um, is, is one of the most natural things uh, so true man thing, so
0: true uh i'm a talking machine so i know the importance of uh having people that i will listen to and that listen to me as well um but yeah we all have a need to be seen and heard you know and I, I, just to vegans out there because i know there are vegans that don't have a lot of um, vegan friends in real life and there's people that they feel you know they feel very disconnected and they're not around um, like good people in in an unhealthy environment um just try and tap in with people online you know that's one of the beauties about like technology and social media like some of my favorite people to talk to is is online and we have like long distance calls and stuff like that and it's a great way to you know what i mean the further away someone is like there's there's more interest and perspectives generally speaking you know i mean it's not always true but uh it's great, like you and me right now, man. We just tapped in on a mutual, uh, you know what I mean, a mutual understanding, yeah. and that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. So I'm just so grateful yeah. for that. Um, kind of kind of links into something else I wanted to talk about, which is just like looking after your mental health uh yeah you know
1: in this non-vegan it's, it's world with, with what you do it's, it's an important thing isn't it man it's so
0: important it's so important i'm trying to think what, what i did first so i'm really big on meditation i'm trying to think was i into meditation before vegan i was just
1: about to mention meditation because hmm. um i can imagine it helps with uh idiots in the street um, well that's that's kind of like I'm uh, not re- not reacting, <laughs> uh I, I do know that my road rage uh <laughs> levels have dropped since um breathing in and out Mm. on a morning Um, so
0: important man so important but yeah that's that that definitely uh allows me to be more tolerant and have more patience have more understanding and it definitely allows me to catch my thoughts before they manifest into like an emotional reaction and i can kind of pause consciously and be like that's not the road i'm going to go down that's not the response i'm going to go with here and i'm going to choose a more um do you know what I mean? It gives you that ability to slow things down and choose a better uh, response or maybe even no response at all. Sometimes that's the most powerful thing you can do. But uh, yeah, community, like just to, to shoot off of that, um, if you're doing activism, if you're exposing yourself to animal suffering and talking to people, like you have to do something as a practice to... Balance that out. Do you know what I mean? You still have to ha- find time to have fun in your life. You still have to, um, you still have to live your life. Like you know, my social media, my Instagram account, it's it's all activism stuff, ninety nine point nine percent, pretty much. And I wonder about that sometimes. Like, should I share other aspects of my life? There's other people who, who do that, and I think you garner a bit more general interest, and maybe through those methods, you can bring more people to the message, but. Then it's the other argument of like watering down the message. You shouldn't, you know, because there's that like if you need to do that just to bring people to the message, maybe those people aren't really in it for that message anyway. That that, that sort of thing. But um, yeah, you still have to live your life around your activism. And uh, for me, meditation is like, it's just it's just like the best thing I can do for myself. It makes all other things better. Do you know what I mean? Right down to the quality of your sleep digestion clarity of mind communication creativity mood mm. all of that it just improves everything i can't think of one thing that meditation uh has a negative consequence of really um so i do that like every day you know i have a bit of a routine and stuff but uh yeah yeah man um i have to do that and i wa- i also want to do that like it doesn't feel like a chore for me though at times it can be difficult and Sometimes it does feel like a yeah. bit of a chore, like I have to do this, but it, it's really just maintenance, like maintenance of your mind and your your emotions and stuff like that. Yeah. But
1: it's so it's so hard to to think of doing nothing. Um, I don't know why, how that can be, but once you've done it, you you think bloody hell, you know my 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 head's clear, mm. the stress is gone, totally. totally. My thoughts are, um, you know, my 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 whole day is now going to be different because I've literally sat there for ten minutes breathing in and out, thinking of nothing. I was um, I was listening. How, how long do you do? so
0: during the week i do about a half an hour and on the weekends i do an hour um and yeah well i mean i've experienced uh, i've experimented with it over a long period of time and some i'll not lie sometimes i'll just do 10 minutes but for the most part it's a half an hour every day and on the weekends it's it's an hour every day and just the benefits of doing longer is is just you just more benefit to doing it for a longer period of time um and yeah, man, it is quite difficult. You know, sometimes I will be completely distracted for 10 minutes and I'll have to bring myself back. And a lot of it is just about surrender, you know, surrendering to the thoughts that come and the feelings that come. And it's ironic because people think that meditation is about just being in this state of peace, but it's it's just welcoming whatever comes. And if it's the discomfort of sitting meditating, you have to, you have to accept that. And the, the, the ironic side effect of that is, in accepting the thing that you find difficult, that's how you actually come to a sense of peace about it. But um, yeah, I, I, the way I see it, meditation is just like an exercise in terms of if I'm sitting still and quiet and comfortable, and there's things that are coming to me and it's hard to deal with. Well, if I can, if I can practice that day to day when things happen on a on a bigger scale in the real world when I'm moving, then that's just like a warm up for that, and I'm a bit more ready to sort of um not be so reactive but more like consciously respond um Mm. so yeah and a lot of people like get put off um meditation because they think it's like a spiritual thing or it's a religious thing or and um i'm i'm into spirituality but meditation is like uh you can do it purely just for the mental health and 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 the wellness in that respect it doesn't have to have those spiritual elements if you don't want it to but um yeah, I think that's really great. I think music is another tool um for well being, you know. Uh, you can listen to some everyone has their favorite artist or their favorite music that just instantly changes your mood. Like that is the beauty of music. It can instantly change your emotional state if you if you have like a that's
1: like music is a drug.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah. Like just create a playlist mm-hmm. of all the music you love and when you don't you know it's interesting because there's there's, the, there's like those feelings that this idea that you shouldn't um, try and suppress how you feel or you shouldn't uh, run away from how you feel and and ignore how you feel and stuff. I think that's very much real in certain situations, but there is other times, and I'm, I'm learning this recently, um, where your your feelings, they're much more surface level than those deeper intuitive feelings where, where something is wrong, but um, where your feelings are kind of bullshit, like in the sense that you have stuff that you need to do that day. You know, you need to do it. The other option is more painful. You have to exercise discipline and your feelings are like, just be comfortable, just stay comfortable. Um, Those feelings are ultimately like BS, I think. And you have to push through those feelings. And, and a great way to do that is just to turn on some music that jacks you up and makes you feel good and, and, and gets you want to, you know, makes you want to like move around and just get going with your day. Um, yeah. And I say that because, like, Wait. I've go ahead, man.
1: Sorry, mate. Carry on. No, carry I was
0: on. just gonna say I've been in a little bit of a rut recently because the last time I was out with my screen, um, the wind actually blew it over, and I was out reaching this guy, and um, yeah, man, it, it hit the oh, it, it hit the ground, and half of the screen smashed, and it's just unusable, and I had to get had to get another screen and everything. So that's kind of. Oh. Yeah, man, I've been in a really good routine with like doing regular activism and stuff like that. But once that happened, it was a bit of a blow to my morale and certainly my momentum. And then other aspects of my daily routine broke down. But I was kind of in that sunken place where I realized like just because something externally has happened here, it doesn't, yeah, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of upset my rhythm. But that's not a good enough excuse to, to just not carry on like get back into it so it was those feelings that i was like i'm a bit i'm a bit comfortable here just not doing the things that i've normally been doing but ultimately yeah. you can only be like that for so long before you start to feel uncomfortable with the fact that you're not moving as your best I, self yeah so I've, I've i've like bounced back recently i paid for a new tv and everything and i'm getting back into my routine and already like I, i'm just starting to feel better and meditating more again and um
1: that's it man and it'll, it'll soon be forgotten about and exactly have your new screen and then all of a sudden you're back on the, the road again I can, I can relate to it with, with business um uh-huh. constant barriers constant problems something happens something else happens and i've got to the point now where i don't even care uh, <laughs> another bill yet another debt yeah freezers broke sweet just, i've learned to just uh kind of get on with it you know what i mean and yeah i used to get i used to you know chuck a saucepan up the wall or um you know <laughs> Or start screaming the place down, but now I'm just like, yeah, whatever, just another one of them. Just um, life doing what life nah, does. No, you, you don't take long to kind of, like say, you, you could have a list of 10 things and um, it looks it looks like, uh, you know, it's like swimming the channel and you think, mm. oh, what the hell? As soon as you pick one mm. and do it and then pick two and then do it and then before you know it, You've done it, the stress is done mm. and um and you're back on track kind of thing. But
0: uh I'm a big fan yeah, of I think it's something like that. that
1: just gets easier and easier because um Yeah. Yeah. I've been yeah. I've been kinda of through in the deep end the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, with a bit with business and whatnot. And uh and yeah, it gets to the point where you don't give a shit anymore, you know what I mean? And whatever. Let's have it. It's always it. gonna come, <laughs>
0: it's always gonna happen. And yeah, it it's yeah. your attitude towards like, am I gonna lose lose my shit here over every little thing, or am I gonna I eventually start to see a pattern that this is all. These things are always going to happen, and it's it's again, it's like surrendering to that inevitability. It's like when you accept that it sucks, you can move a bit more gracefully around the suck. You can embrace the suck. Doesn't make it it doesn't make it, yeah, e- it, doesn't make it easier, but it, you have a bit more peace about it. Um, yeah, for sure, man. And yeah, big respect exactly to you, you in mean, terms man. of the the business, and do you know what I mean? repping the the vegan food um
1: i've I've definitely um gone from a boy to a man in the last few years
0: wow wow that's incredible Uh,
1: well in well in the system now and uh yeah it's one of them and it growth all growth is good um for sure for sure you learn every day i learn every day and uh it ties in with um speaking to people as well Mm. and 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 learning learning when to shut up and when to speak and when to uh do a bit more digging and find out more about a certain topic um Mate, we haven't mentioned food, actually. We have mentioned food quite a lot, but uh, in terms of your diet, what does a typical day of eating look like for you?
0: So, yeah, at the minute, like I'm not doing a whole lot of cooking at the minute, but I always start every day with a with a smoothie. And I always put in, um, let me just go through this. So I do two bananas, and I do a mixture of um, about seven different seeds. I used to put turmeric and ginger in my smoothies. Um, but then I seen, you know, Hench before. Yeah. Hench Herbivore, he's a top dude, shout out Hench. But, um, he said about putting things like that into like a little shot of water. And I've been doing that, um, because the smoothie is more enjoyable, um, without that. But I always put some cinnamon in it. I have like some frozen fruits. Um, it'll always be like mangoes, strawberries, blueberries. And then I'll have either some fresh broccoli or spinach or some frozen peas. Um, put some oats in it, sometimes peanut butter. and and blitz it all up and that's kind of what i have every day for breakfast and then a shot of um ginger and turmeric and he his hack Mm -hmm. on that was like particularly with turmeric if you put black pepper in it and uh curcumin is it i think um it increases the absorption Mm -hmm. rate or something like that but uh yeah so that's always my breakfast and um lunch like i can i can be kind of lazy around lunch i don't know if um You've ever tried Huel? So a friend put me on to Huel. um, You you on it? (laughs) Yeah, man. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes (laughs) uh, it's just the quickest thing for a lunch. You know, I'll have a bottle of Huel or something, and it genuinely, it it might not fill me as much as like a typical lunch would, but it's quick enough, and it does last about an hour or two before I feel um, hungry again. Yeah. Otherwise, like, I love porridge, man. I love porridge and bananas. You know, I'll, I'll eat, like, fruit throughout the day but when it comes to meals like Mm. because i've been back doing activism recently um sometimes i'll cook a meal you know i'll cook a meal for me and my partner um i'm good at lasagnas i like curries and i like mexican food a lot so i make tacos with beans cheese and and stuff like that but Mm -hmm. you know this is the thing i was i was thinking about this earlier actually when people when people that aren't vegan are asking us about food i used to feel like there was this pressure to be like all the meals had to be five-star, like it had to, it had to be, um, it had to sound like the most delicious, um, top-notch meal ever, but it's actually not that like, yes, you, you can certainly make epic cuisine as a, as a vegan, for sure, but the beauty about it is, if you're not like mad into cooking, you can just pick up so much stuff. Like last night I had one of those Richmond hamburgers with the Levy bacon and the vegan cheese. And I had it in a toasted bagel, some spinach, mushrooms, um, fried onions, and, and, and chips, you know, and that was quick enough. And most of that stuff was frozen, some fresh produce in the fridge. Yeah. Um. So when it, when it comes to like food, sometimes I'll just go for the easy options that I'll buy in the store. Um, sometimes I'll just whip something up at home. But it's mm. it's never really it's never really a struggle. Like we have a recipe book that is like handwritten, like the go-to meals that we would go to. We have a couple of cookbooks as well. Um, but it's like you say, once you make that transition, uh, you get used to it. It becomes normal, and you don't really have to think about mm-hmm. it. I love a good breakfast fry, though. <laughs> I'm a sucker for that.
1: I'm sorry. I love a good
0: breakfast fry, like sausages, bacon, uh, beans, yeah, yeah, yeah. smashed avocado, oh, well, you... stuff like that. It's...
1: Yeah, man, it's um, I mention it a lot, and you know, you you're not, not going to eat like you just said that burger and the you know the bacon and, and <laughs> the stuff and the cheese. You're not going to have it every day. No, man. no. Um, it, there's, a, there's a big thing around it, isn't there? Where people say, you know, what? Oh, there's there's some chemicals in your burger, and you're like, come on, man, I'm having it. I'm having it twice a week. You know, yeah, I mean? yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. That, that's another interesting argument as well. Um, you know, people say that as if it's unhealthy. For a start, most of it is is plants. There's chemicals and preservatives in a, in a lot of things that are that are quite harmless. But even those like processed foods, these people are still eating processed animal products themselves. And those processed yeah, yeah. plant foods, there's not there's no studies that link them to you know the number one killers. All the fourteen causes of death or diet, it's not through plant foods. But yeah, it's like anything mm-hmm. that's processed. Have it like sparingly, and it, it's alright every once in a while. But let's not act like. All like the majority of non vegans are eating this strict, um, whole foods, you know what I mean? Grass fed, all this nonsense, organic produce.
1: Like, all of us good, uh, and everyone cares about their health. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. McDonald's are going out of business, you know what I mean? (laughs) It's
0: crazy.
1: That's, That's a good point, actually. What's your view on the McPlant and eating from big chains?
0: Man, people may come at me for this or whatever, but if it's vegan, it's vegan. Do you know what I mean? It it fills a gap. It fills a gap. And to the, to the average non-vegan, um, that's going to be an option that they will explore. Let's not act like that's not a viable option. If, if they're already going to those places, do you know what I mean? For them to have to go to a different place, which isn't hard or difficult or whatever, Mm. you know how people are, they're very resistant to change, but if they can go to the same place and get, get like a vegan burger or whatever, then that, that's a win for the animals. Ultimately, I hate that these are, you know, huge corporations that profit. Their profit margins are in the billions off the backs of animals. But that's the reality. Like, do you know what I mean? This for is going me, to be a- me,
1: money. Money doesn't come into it. You know what I mean? It's um, you know, if I'm if I'm going to give uh, I don't know, fast food chains, uh, I don't know, two hundred pound a year what difference is that going to make really it's not it's not in the grand make, scheme you know, not a lot yeah. yeah um you know and, and if 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 five percent of people are vegan or whatever and they spend a couple of hundred quid a year at, you know at kfc or whatever
0: yeah that's yeah. a good
1: thing yeah they're still they're still rich you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's not it's not like they're going to open up more stores because they've got more money. You know what I mean? They've got all the money in the world. Yeah. So for me, it's just the supply demand.
0: Yeah. And take Greg's, for example, like that was once a completely non-vegan establishment. All they have done is continue to expand their vegan range. And okay, they might not be getting rid of any animal products in 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 place of that. I'm not actually sure. Maybe they have, but I don't know. But um Mm -hmm. the fact is that it's selling and it's a reflection of the changes in society. And you know, people love these products. So many non-vegans will be buying these. It's not just bought by by vegans, vegan curious people. You know, people experimenting, trying that trying that thing out. But it's a reflection of the of the change in attitudes in society, and it's mm. it's a transition. Like this, it will take a long time for things to eventually shift to a predominantly vegan society. Which you know what I mean. That's my I hold that view. Like it, it may take a really long time, but it's unrealistic to expect people to just only go to like talk about supermarkets, supermarkets aren't vegan, they sell all sorts of animal products, but you know what I mean? You gotta, yeah, exactly, yeah. you gotta go to those places. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, you're funding a place that sells animal body parts and stuff like that. You're buying the vegan stuff. So it, 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 it's, it's, I think it's a bit of a non-argument. It's more like a criticism that sounds like it holds weight, but when you explore it, it, it it's quite shallow, I think.
1: Yeah. I think people can go too far. Uh, going into too much depth, um, mm-hmm. you know, we, we being petty with things. And yeah. I just think that, that, ain't, that ain't the way forward. No, you know I mean? it's, no. Because then the, 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 where's the line, you know what I mean? Where will it end by being picky? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The main thing is to not buy animal produce. That is it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is it. Yeah,
0: Those things um, just make it easier, make it uh, nor- normalise it more, you know what I mean, and val- yeah. validate veganism. So that's my perspective on yeah. it at this moment in time anyway
1: yeah 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 um i mean yeah I, I speak to a lot of people who are meat eaters yeah and they're like yeah i, I like i like vegan food so they call it um <laughs> and then, you know, i've got the other people okay, who uh, are like oh, i'm not eating that you know what i mean i mean who don't it's even like,
0: try it and just think it's horrible you, and not you, you know it.
1: exactly what i mean don't you,
0: you um or people will say I mean, what is
1: your sorry guys. i was just going
0: to say people will say like oh, i tried tofu one time and it wasn't great and it's like well maybe you didn't try the right combination of spices or whatever, like there's a way to go about it. And let's not remember that we all, before you can walk, you had to fall, you had to learn how to walk. It takes time to, to know about a thing and to get good at it. And cooking full stop is like that. Like when you take responsibility to cook your own stuff and buy your own food and prepare it and, and whatever, vegan food is no different. Like it's just, getting used to something again but if you put in the effort like anything it's beautiful and it's so, it's, it's i saw,
1: you know I mean? I saw a, a post the other day and i'm gonna try and get it up now uh-huh. uh you, you've probably seen it um it was great um uh-huh. someone said you know what what, what do you eat i bet your diet is restrictive <laughs> and uh i'm just gonna try and find it now the just diet that i
0: used to eat before was like ah. do you mean restrictive compared Found to it, it. now. uh-huh
1: Vegan, veganism, veganism is way too restrictive. I just don't know if I can do it anymore. I went to the supermarket today and all I could find was potatoes, broccoli, cabbage, carrots, kale, spinach, onion, garlic, sweet potatoes, parsnips, <laughs> sweet corn, cauliflower, rocket spring onions, lettuce, shallots, fennel, celery, asparagus. <laughs> and the list goes on. I mean, what I've just read there, Times... Is probably, it is it, uh,
0: uh, is it from George Martin, Carnism
1: Debunked? Uh, yeah, it is actually yeah, Carnism Debunked. Yeah, 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 I've seen that And then post. you look at that and you think, well... All you're <laughs> eating is five or six yes. more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Shout out George Martin, he's a legend. But um... if anything, I, I eat more now. Do you know what I mean? Like before, I just have chicken and rice. You know what I mean? You know whatever. Yeah, but exactly. Now so I'm right. having I'm having like grilled eggplant. Yeah, just trying. Like, I, different things I didn't even know and... eggplant existed. Do you know what I mean? Same man, same. I couldn't tell you what kale looked like. Talking of veg though, I do I do need to eat more veg. It sounds mad, and <sighs> people are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I eat a lot of fruit, but mm. I need to eat more veg. And they're like, well, I thought you were you know a veggie or vegan. I'm like, well, I am, but. Yeah. I need to eat more no more I, I know what you mean
0: movie. me too man me too i think um i don't know like yeah i don't want to say i think you'll always feel like that but because there's people who eat you know shout out to the vegans that eat a complete whole foods plant based diet all the time that's like you will live forever do you know what i mean you'll, you'll live for a very long time living that lifestyle i yeah. i think it's cool it's not cool but i think it's okay every once in a while to have some junk food and stuff like that but um yeah that's that's why i love smoothies because you can chuck in like some spinach and some frozen peas and and you can make it taste good with like fruits and whatever peanut butter and stuff like that but yeah i always try and sink in some veggies whether it's just some steamed broccoli or some extra spinach or or whatever but yeah um they're just good for your health fundamentally so you always want if if you look
1: on youtube at any um you know youtuber doing smoothies or Uh you know Uh juices Uh or whatever they look amazing, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, they're just glowing. There's, there's, there's a reason why their skin is glowing, <laughs> yeah. know you know what I mean? So yeah. it's, uh, it can only be a good thing, mate, yeah. Mm. Mate, uh, last question for you. Mm-hmm. What's your favourite eatery? Um, whether you've been on holiday and found a an, uh, you nice know, um, oh, restaurant or yeah, anything question, over great in great
0: Um So I was in Paris in September and we found this place called Hank's um, yeah. and it was the best, Say hamburger, but it was a hamburger with cheese, and it was the first place I tried that la vie bacon, and they have it in Sainsbury's now. Um, but it, it, it was the best hamburger I ever had, and they had a great shake. Um, it was like a banana milkshake that came with it, and the fries were pretty banging. But also, um, Temple of Satan, absolutely unreal. Don't know if you've been there in London, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, uh, I've heard, in, yeah, in Hackney, I've heard. and there's another one somewhere else. Um. Yeah, unreal. Their their fried satan is is the stuff. Um, also, VFC do really good um, satan. You can buy it frozen in
1: in supermarkets. Um, yeah. The the uh, the popcorn chicken. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well. Trying to remember that guy's and, uh, that, Just while I'm on the topic of popcorn chicken, uh-huh. um, I had um I had a comment before. You know what I'm going to say? <laughs> why why do you why do you call it why do you call it milk if it's not milk? Oh, why geez, do you call it cheese uh... if it's not cheese? My reply was, "Are you going to call up all the coconut milk companies that's been around for years and say why are you calling coconut um, milk milk? And also, why and... are you making your chicken? Why are you making your chicken look like popcorn? Are you going to ring up uh, KFC? Yeah, man. Again, ask them why they? You know what I mean? It's <laughs> it's yeah, popcorn chicken's a good little uh, mm. good little t- topic to bring up. Um,
0: I'm trying
1: to think of other yeah.
0: food places. I mean, you can't beat a a, a Greg's vegan sausage roll as well. Phenomenal." Yeah, um,
1: yeah, there's some. There's like I say, it's he, a not tried. slowing down anytime soon. Is no. it? It's not. It's not slowing down, man. There's going to be more and more things popping out, and for sure, for and, sure, um, it can only get better. I did, really. I did set up. The, I did set up the business in in hope that I could just sell healthy food, but unfortunately, <laughs> a lot of people don't don't want healthy food. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, a bit of, uh, yeah. A bit of rubbish, man. Yeah, and, um, yeah. but uh, yeah, mate. If you're ever if you're yeah. in the uh, I was gonna say UK then, but Northern Ireland's UK, if you're yeah. ever over here, um there's a there's a mill with your name on mate and um sick, sick. I what one one of my um one of my goals now is to come and visit one of my mates who lives over in Belfast. Sick. And uh and I wanna experience a bit of your street activism as well. Um sweet man. I'll make sure that I meditate uh on the on the morning. <laughs> I don't know what to
0: say about it, like um no, I'll be cool, man. You're you're from Birmingham, but based in Manchester, is that
1: right? No, mate, West of Birmingham, so for Wolves, so. Um, okay, okay. Um. Yeah. Um. And that's Peter where you're Bond based as so, well. Uh, yes, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't High know Sports, why I had so Manchester I am I, to, um, for some
0: reason.
1: I'm not sure No nah, nah. so, No, Yeah. But, um, but yeah, in the middle, mate. In the middle, All and right. um, but now I'll make sure that um, that that'll definitely be on my list of things to do. Might come and experience the, the street activism <laughs> in person, and. Uh, one day, if I uh, crack the meditation, I might be able to do some myself as well. <laughs>
0: yeah, man. Um, I don't know if I don't know if you're familiar with Earthing Ed's book. For it's called Thirty Days, Thirty Excuses. But it's and there's mm-hmm. other resources like George Martin of Carnism Debunked has a website to, to all of that stuff. But I personally mm-hmm. find that learning all the counter arguments um, really helped me be at peace with it. Like just feeling prepared. And, um, having a game plan and a structure of, of outreach and conversation, all of that just came together to make me feel like, um, I'm ready for this, you know, but, uh, I won't lie and say that it, it's, I still feel uh, a bit, a bit of nerves, you know, on the morning of, of a bit of outreach. Cause it's just, you're stepping into the unknown every time, you know, exactly, you, you know, roughly how it's going to go, but you don't know exactly who you're going to speak to or what way it's going to go. But, um, yeah it feels good knowing people who cool. are, are coming on and supporting it and appreciating what i do and spreading the message for animals yeah. so i wouldn't have it any other way you know
1: yeah 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 i hope it keeps growing for you mate and um and yeah it's um respectful for what you do um, you too man
0: you too you know we're all in this together I, we're all doing it in our own ways and um you're you're helping to keep veganism in the mainstream and normalize it and break that narrative that it's restrictive and that the food is bland and all of that. So that's just...
1: Well, two, two people this week have messaged me saying they've gave up milk. So wow. that's a good little start. That's incredible. <laughs> that's just
0: off the back of the podcast. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 Literally four episodes posted and uh, wow. I've had two people wow. message um, uh, to do with the milk and the dairy side of it, which in my opinion is, is the worst. Yeah. The worst, it's it's worst really, part. really bad. So, um, it's quite sick. So I just want to say yeah, we'll, uh, Hope some more changes
0: for sure, man. For sure, we will. I just want to say for anyone you know that maybe listened to this after, that is curious and isn't vegan, check out Gary orofsky's speech on YouTube. It's called the best speech you will ever hear. If you type that in, you'll find it. And also watch the documentary Dominion, which is standard legal practice. Um, and Earthing Ed has a great one called Land of Hope and Glory. But it's just really quickly on both of those. Land of Hope and Glory is filmed in the UK. Um, The reason I use Dominion is because it was released later and it was um, more high definition, so it's better quality of, of footage, but also it's filmed in Australia and sometimes people will say, oh, that doesn't happen over here. That's not UK footage. What you will see if you watch both documentaries is that the practices are the exact same. It doesn't matter where it is in the world.
1: These are and you've already mentioned about the you've already mentioned about the corruption. Yeah, man. With the uh, you know the red tractor. So it, anything that people think might be um yeah yeah you, know, yeah, to you have to burn there, it's not the case.
0: Like these things exist not for the animals. They exist to market, you know what I mean, to get you to buy, to get you to feel um to get you to feel okay that you're paying for something that isn't really wrong when it's actually very 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 bad and if you watch the footage as i say it's all standard it's all legal and um when it comes to what happens in farms and slaughterhouses you know the standards aren't very great when it comes to the animals the end goal is to to exploit and to slaughter so within that framework there really isn't anything that exists like welfare or rights or quality of life um but yeah i just do it because animals can't and um, they don't have a voice and um i'm just representing for them and that's that's really what it is do you absolutely know what I
1: mean? man absolutely uh what's your instagram mate thomas anonymous just thomas
0: anonymous yeah um
1: and also your youtube channel it's um, the same if you just type that you into youtube
0: too um
1: yeah and that needs to, that needs to blow up man do you know what i mean that needs to um just a matter of time it's, good, man. Good content, man. it's just a matter of it's good time. content man it's, it's a matter of time mate definitely you too um, you too with this thomas podcast man. Good, man thank you mate yeah yeah uh, it's been good to meet you, mate, and um, I'll stay in touch and um, definitely, definitely. continue to uh, spread your videos, mate, and uh, hopefully reach more people.
0: If I'm ever across the water, man, I will keep it in mind and I'll call in um, if I'm nearby or whatever. But, yeah, man, thanks so, so mate, much mate. for having me on. Uh, it's been great. I love talking. And um, you obviously give me yep. a platform to speak and to, and to spread yep. that message a bit further. So thanks so much, man. Appreciate it.
1: Quality, quality mate. Cheers, Thomas. I'll catch you soon, mate. All, All right, the best. man. Peace. Thanks, mate. Nice one. See ya.